Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on Thursday, February 16th. Got a fun show for you all today, I think anyways. We're going to take a look at unrestricted free agent pass rushers that the Jaguars could have interest in uh, in the upcoming 2023 free agent cycle. will take place about a month from now in, in March for the 2023 NFL season. Jaguars, they're up against it. In fact, they're way over the cap right now. They're going to have to do some maneuvering. I would not expect the Jaguars to be in on ongoing and pursuing a highly priced veteran edge rusher in this free agency period. But I would not be surprised if they bring in a rotational rusher via free agency. I would not be surprised if they bring in a interior defensive lineman that might cost a little bit more, but potentially give them some serious juice on the interior because quite frankly, it's lacking a little bit, right? You do have Devon Hamilton. You do have Foley Fatukasi, both good players, both going to be around in 2023, but both bring more to you as run stuffers than as pass rushers. And you've also got Roy Robertson. Harris still under contract. There is a team out in his contract that would save the team almost $8 million. So when you're talking about that, do the, do the Jaguars decide to um, cut losses there and try to upgrade the position instead of paying Roy Robertson Harris starter money? It's going to be fascinating to see. And, of course, the Jaguars have two big free agents of their own on the defensive front, pass rushers. When you talk about Arden Key and Dewan Smoot, I think Arden Key is going to cost more than Dewan Smoot, primarily just because he's the one that's healthy right now. Smoot, I think the Jaguars are going to get back. I think they're going to get him back at a very reasonable price because he's currently rehabbing an Achilles injury. There's no timetable for his return. We don't know when he's going to be ready to go. So, uh, and big men coming off Achilles injuries, it's tough. So, I think the Jaguars are able to get Dewan Smoot back at a cheaper price. Arden Key, I think they should be very much trying to bring back as a third rusher, as a rotational rusher, you know, after Josh Allen and, and Trayvon Walker in that rotation. And a guy you can rush from the edge, you can rush from the interior. He has experience and production in, in, in both areas. The problem is now he has two straight years of big-time production in two different systems. Uh, You had him having a big year for the 49ers, comes down to Jacksonville, has a huge year for the Jaguars. Is a team going to be willing to pay Arden Key as a full-time starter versus a rotational edge rusher? We're going to see how that plays out, but the Jaguars definitely need to be in on bringing back Arden Key. I would say... Looking at this list of players who we're going to go over today, unrestricted free agents the Jaguars could pursue that they might have interest in, I would say if they bring Arden Key back, they're probably going to be out on all these edge rushers for the most part, unless they just go grab one for really cheap at the bottom of this list. But I still think if they bring back Arden Key, they might 
still pursue more of that big time impact interior rusher. Um, and I think there could be avail- a few of those available in this free agency class. Obviously, a lot will change between now and the start of free agency. Some players will uh, re-up with their current teams. We'll see how it all plays out. Some of these guys might actually retire uh, when you talk about some of the old heads in the room on this list. But we're going to go through it. And the way I put this together, it's players who, for one reason or another, or maybe multiple reasons, I think are fits with the Jaguars' current um, current front office and coaching staff. So we can go ahead and dive into it. I'll, I'll start with the big boys a little bit here, and then we'll work our way towards the edge. Because again, I think if the Jaguars are going to spend, it's going to be more like, spend big, that is. It's going to be more likely on the interior where they could really, really support Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker with someone who can push the pocket and, and create interior penetration a little bit more than what they have right now. So we'll start off with these big boys. I think Javon Hargrave, he's one of the best to do it. Uh, One of the best in the business. Are they going to go all in on a guy like this? I don't know. They're going to have the maneuverability to do so because, again, as as Trent Baalke said earlier this year, cash is more important than cap, and the Jaguars always have cash thanks to Shad Khan. They can restructure. They can, um, you know, ink these huge signing bonuses that get prorated over the length of the contract. And so, yeah, I think if the Jaguars do decide that their best allocation of resources is to go pursue an expensive interior pass rusher, they can absolutely do that. Uh, I don't know that that is the route that I would predict, but they've been somewhat unpredictable under Trent Baalke. Uh, you've, you've got player profiles that you, you see and you can tell that they could be a Trent Baalke guy, certainly. But like pulling the Calvin Ridley trade out of a hat, you know, he, he's willing to surprise you, I think. You know, pulling off the Devin Lloyd trade, uh, I don't think he marches to the beat of his own drum. So I do think that the Jaguars could potentially go do this uh, with a Javon Hargrave type of player who, one of the highest impact interior defensive linemen in the game today. No, he's not Chris Jones, he's not Aaron Donald, but he's in that next tier uh, and he's, you know, a, a Pro Bowl in his best years, an all-pro type of player. And he is older now. I think he's 30 years old. Um, But coming over from Philly, and now he did not play under Doug Peterson in Philly. So that is something important to note, in my opinion. He is 30 years old, 305 pounds, 6'2". I think if they were able to pull off a Javon Hargrave deal, in free agency, that would really set that defense up to look like potentially one of the the groups that could ha- could see the biggest jump um, in the league on the defensive side of the ball this year. Then you've also got Deron Payne, who he fits from a production standpoint as an interior pass rusher as well. He's younger; he's 25 years old. He might cost more because you look at him and you say, "Well, 25 going into his prime, coming off a huge year in terms of sacks and production and pressure. Uh, former first-round pick. Could Deron Payne be the highest-priced veteran pass rusher on the market this year? I think he definitely could be. Uh, but again, a guy at 25 years old, if you bring him in, he could potentially be one of those foundational pieces you continue to build around for years to come. Could Deron Payne out of Washington. David Onyemata's up next for me. He's an interior pass rusher from New Orleans. 
a guy who did not play football for a long time prior to getting into the NFL, came in and he's just kind of a freak on a leash when it comes to his movement skills, his his length, uh, a guy that is just really extremely talented, has kind of been forgotten about, in my opinion, a little bit down in New Orleans over the last couple of years. And on Yamada, kind of like Javon Hargrave, 30 years old, up there in age, um, but a guy who, again, if they came in here to Jacksonville and and were inserted into this defensive front, I think you're talking about a guy who makes them better against the run, makes them better against the pass, and uh, can be a three-down player a little bit more than he has been in New Orleans over the last few years. But if you only want him as an interior penetrator, you can use him in that role as well. And I think he can thrive for you. He's been very productive as a as a uh, pressure artist for the New Orleans Saints over the course of his career. Really impressive guy. I think David Onyemata, even though he's older, he's not as big of a name as, as a Javon Hargrave or a Deron Payne. I think David Onyemata is a guy to keep an eye on got Draymond Jones here who is a another big boy but not quite as big he's 280 so he's more of that uh 3-4 defensive end type of player um certainly when the Jaguars get into their nickel their NASCAR package use him as an interior rusher you could use him as a, as a guy that's like head up on a guard or a tackle um so I think you can do a lot of different things with Draymond Jones and he's been very productive over the course of his career as well for the Denver Broncos. And all these guys that I'm going to bring up, all of them pass thresholds for the most part for um, arm length because that's something Trent Balky cares about. He cares about your athleticism. He cares about your arm length, all these things. Uh, so Trent Balky going in pursuing these free agents, I am keeping in mind some of the things that he values and he values length. So all these guys that we're going to talk about bring some length to the table. Similar to Draymond Jones, it for me, is Demarcus Walker out of Florida State. A lot of folks will know him, also a local kid. Uh, so Demarcus Walker returning home would be a lot of fun uh, for, for, for Jags fans, for fans of Jacksonville sports, uh, for local people. And he had a big year for the Tennessee Titans this past year. Former second-round pick, I believe, is Demarcus Walker. Uh, but same mold, I think, as Draymond Jones from a size perspective, uh, the way they could come in here and fit the Jaguar system. Uh, so, again, another option here for the Jaguars as someone who could juice up their pass rush. Charles Aminahue, another player who... Went, got off to a slow start to their career, went out to San Francisco, and just had massive, massive uh, performances for the 49ers. He, he had a ton of production for the 49ers this year, and uh, a guy who I think might, be, might, might have priced himself out of what the Jaguars are looking at in terms of spending, but he's 6'5", 280. He's got the length you're looking for former Houston Texan who it just didn't quite work out for him, heads out to San Francisco in 2021, uh, gets it going a little bit halfway through the 2021 season. And then 2022, 62 pressures, uh, seven total sacks. And when I say total sacks, the way the NFL tallies sacks, I don't think is very accurate. I don't think it's very um, contextual. 
I think a half sack is a sack. So basically, when you see seven sacks here, and I'm looking at pro football focus, I like the way they count sacks. Seven sacks means he was involved in seven different sacks of the quarterback. Not that he's uh, racked up seven solo sacks or seven total sacks. I believe that's a more accurate way to look at uh, look at production than, than the way the NFL's traditional stats keep track of sacks, but that's just me personally. But I think Charles Aminahue, again, Six foot five, 280 pounds, could come in here, could play some interior, could play some defensive end. I think that he could make a lot of sense, but might have priced himself out with how much production he had this past year. Now we've got a couple of the older fellows here that you want to talk about. I've always been a fan of teams that go out and pursue veteran edge rushers that have been productive uh, for a very long time and continue to be productive. The Jaguars haven't done that a ton lately, but I think there's an opportunity for them to do that this year if they want to. You've got Brandon Graham, who spent a lot of time under Doug Peterson. He loves Doug Peterson. He had a resurgent year at 34 years old uh, this past year in Philly. You've also got Carlos Dunlap, who just helped the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. He's got incredible length. He's a batted pass machine and still playing at a high level. And you've got Melvin Ingram. You've got Justin Houston. You've got some guys here. Uh, at this juncture that are probably not going to be signed by their former teams, at least not early on in the process, that if you wanted to, you could go add them and get substantial returns as, from them as rotational edge rushers. All four of those guys, Brandon Graham, Carlos Dunlap, Melvin Ingram, and Justin Houston are above the age of 30. They're in the twilight of their career, but they're still going to make an impact for a team in 2023. Could it be the Jaguars? I would like to see it. All of them are going to come at discounts because of their age. So I think uh, watching those four older older um, pass rushers, definitely something to keep an eye on. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And now we've got a, a chunk of this list that I find really interesting because they might be a little bit less heralded, maybe a little bit less interest for these players in free agency that we're going to talk about. First, got to shout out Dante Fowler and Unique Ngakwe, of course, as edge rushers. I don't think either of them is going to be making a homecoming to Duval County, but they are both unrestricted free agents. They do both kind of have that third edge rusher type of uh, skill set to their games, and of course, they don't have the same skill set. Unique Ngakwe is only a pass rusher. Dante Fowler can do some different things for you, but uh, yeah, interesting that they're both hitting unrestricted free agency this year. Used to be the best of friends, right? No. All right. So Samson Ebukam from another guy from San Francisco. No big surprise here. He does not pass the arm length threshold that Trent Balky usually goes by, but he has been a super productive rotational rusher for the 49ers. And it's a guy where the 49ers, they just always have these, these, these talented guys that they come in, they rotate in. Maybe they didn't work out elsewhere. Uh, Ebukam, he he's he's not one of those bigger 
guys like Charles Amenehu that the 49ers have, but super productive. I think if you want to bring him in here in a similar role as, as how you used Arden Key, it could potentially work out um, if you're not able to, to retain Arden Key. Now this next one, it is one that I think will cost more money if the Jaguars want to do it, but could represent the Jaguars going all in on their defensive front, and that's Marcus Davenport, a former first-round pick, another guy like David Onyemata from New Orleans. We're kind of targeting a lot of these teams that have had good defensive lines over the years and that don't have a ton of cap space, that have other guys they have to pay. Makes a lot of sense in my opinion. But when you look at Marcus Davenport, he's got really good length, really good size, really good athleticism. He's 6'6", 265. Um, Again, former first-round pick, probably a guy that Trent Baalke had a really high draft grade on. If the Jaguars were going to swing for the fences on a player a little bit here and, and see if they could uh, see if they could really bolster that defensive front at the edge position, and and I think that Marcus Davenport could rush from the interior for you too if you need him to. That's one to keep an eye on. Six six two sixty five with tremendous length, great athleticism. Trent Baalke might be looking at this guy like salivating, honestly. Next up, we've got Zach Allen, who... Sorry, my phone is blowing up right now. Folks don't know Duval Daly's going on. But next up, we've got Zach Allen out of Arizona. He's 26-year-old. He has good length. Uh, He's more of a versatile uh, defensive lineman than a true pass rusher, in my opinion. Uh, but we did have somebody yesterday that wanted me to talk about Zach Allen a little bit. Would I be in on them bringing him in? Yes. Do I think that he's going to unlock their pass rush? No. That's pretty much how I look at it. Um, next up, we've got Ogbenia Okoronkwo out of Houston, who I love this guy. He was on an absolute tear to end the 2022 season. And he's just a guy that has length, has the size you're looking for. An edge guy, not an interior guy. Uh, but he he has an arsenal of pass rush moves. He has really good athleticism. And he was productive in a big way down the stretch for the Houston Texans. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. He's about to be 28 years old. He's 6'2", 253. But again, he does have the length you're looking for at the position. And at 6'2", you've got natural leverage to work with as well. So he's a fun prospect, or not prospect, but a fun uh, potential free agent target that that has been a rotational player for most of his career um, might not command the biggest paycheck here but very productive for the Houston Texans in 2022 Jordan Willis this is a guy who um, has had meh production in my opinion throughout the course of his career and he's going into his what will be his second contract but um a player who, with his physical skill set, um, I think that Trent Baalke could certainly be interested in, in bringing in a Jordan Willis type of player and a, another guy from San Francisco. He came into the league undersized, but has certainly ballooned up and, and, and filled out his frame a little bit. Has not been getting a ton of reps from the 49ers, and that's why he's further down on my list. But I do think there is pass rush potential there. So this would be a really cheap signing, but a guy who I think at 
at the value you're signing him at could certainly outproduce that value if he was given more more reps. Um, quite frankly, that's kind of how I look at it with him. Rasheem Green, uh, kind of similar in my opinion to Jordan Willis, another guy from Houston. Mad production, not great production, but the talent is clearly there. So he's he's another interesting one for me. Uh, and then we've got F.A. Obata, another guy, not a ton of reps this past year. Definitely not a starter throughout his career, more of a rotational rusher. But at 30 years old, he's only been playing since 2018 in the NFL. So he entered the league as a little bit of an older player, has not had too many reps, um, and certainly hasn't gotten like beaten down over the course of his five-year career, I don't think. But in his limited pass rush reps that he's had throughout his career, he has been fairly productive with them. So this is another kind of guy that would be cheaper, that you could bring in, that might actually be able to get you uh, some impressive production. He's a freak show. F.A. Obata is from Washington. Um, Spent the beginning of his career in Carolina, moved to Buffalo, Washington last year. But super long, super athletic. That's the type of guy I would not be surprised at all if Trent Balky is interested. And then my last name on this list is Mario Edwards, who spent uh, spent 2022 in Tennessee. And he's a guy that, bigger guy, right? 6'3", 280. So not one of these speedier edge rushers like some of the names we've just been talking about. But uh, I think he could come in and, and make an impact for you. And he could also help you against the run, I think. Mario Edwards could. And does have that connection with Jaguars cornerbacks coach, pass game coordinator on the defensive side of the ball, Deshae Towns. And they were both in Chicago for a couple years, 2020 and 2021 together. So I think you look at those uh, those players that we've outlined here, you look at um, some of the connections, some of the length that these players present, some of the uh, just different ways they could attack again. And I think we've provided a list that that has some of the higher priced players that may be out of the Jaguars price range, some of the older veterans that, that uh, certainly the Jaguars would be able to afford, but Will they go in that direction? And then you've got some more guys that are more just type of flyer type guys that you bring them in on a cheap salary, cheap uh, cheap cap hit, low cap hit, and you might be able to get some real production out of them in, in a little bit of an increased role on a defense that has a lot of talent up front and, and should be in line to, to have a pretty pretty impressive 2023 campaign, in my opinion. So that's it. That's it for our interior and edge rushers, free agents that the Jaguars could be interested in coming up in this 2023 free agency cycle. Hopefully y'all enjoyed this. Hopefully it uh, provided some insight on some of these players, on some of their fits with the Jaguars, and uh, and kind of gives you a baseline to where you can feel pretty comfortable with a lot of the edge players that are going to be edge and interior rushers that are going to be available in free agency. And not all these guys are going to end up in hitting the market. Some of them will resign with their former team before they're allowed to test the free agency waters. That's just the way it works. But we've got a pretty big list here. I did not count how count out how many players that was, but it had to be like 15 to 20. So I think you've got a good idea of some of the 
players the Jaguars could target if they decide to target anyone. Again, it could just be let's bring back Arden Key and attack the defensive front in the draft. That could very well be their strategy, and that could be a fine strategy. Uh, We'll see how it all plays out. I can't wait to see. But thank you so much for tuning in here to Duval Daily. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Let me know what you think about some of these names. You can also drop a comment in the comment section below on YouTube. Really appreciate y'all's support, Duval. Hope you have a great rest of your Thursday. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.